What's going on everybody? It's your boy JME and welcome along to the third edition of Hashtag Are You Okay Mate? I'm very excited tonight to welcome along a very good friend of mine. He's not with me. We're doing this over the phone, so I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, it's Jamie Denyer, a.k.a. The Grief Preacher. So let's get into it. So, yeah, welcome along, everybody. Like I say, I'm very excited to welcome along a really good friend of mine, uh, Jamie Denyer, a.k.a. The Grief Preacher. So, Jamie Denyer, The Grief Preacher, are you okay, mate? Man, I, listen, I'm properly excited about being on here, Jamie. Thank you for, for having me on. You know, I, I can see this is going to be the start of something very, very good. I'm just honoured and privileged to be, uh, you know, asked to be one of the first on so thanks for having me my man no thank you thank you for coming on like i think when i uh, made the decision that i was going to record this podcast like i thought how am i going to structure it and stuff uh, and i thought the best thing for me to do is bring in the people that are in my life that are in this sort of circle with me and um, have a chat with them so no really really pleased to have you along mate um so guys like i say this is jamie denyer a very good friend of mine we sort of we've sort of come across in the new we've become friends like the modern way i think now jay isn't it is like the digital way yes yeah, yeah you get to know people first by like their kind of profile picture and little snippets of their life and it's like then when you meet them in real life it's like you know you know it's like a double-edged sword it's like uh going against the old school way of how you meet people but then when you do meet them in person it's as if like you've known them for a long time and it's like you know them before you actually meet them so um yeah it, it, we we've done it the very modern way the yeah, very modern absolutely through social media the good side of social media um, so Jay, like I know a bit about you, some of my followers might do. So for for those who don't know about you, mate, just give me a brief run, just give them a brief rundown of who you are, how we met, and and yeah, sort of the sort of stuff that that you do and we've done together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think things kind of changed for me back in uh, 2012, and that's when uh, my 19 year old nephew was killed by a single punch. He was 19 years and 20 days old, and a boy that killed him was just Yeah. But then 
you, 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 you know, talking talking about stuff like the real stuff, how 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 you actually suffer and and how it's affected you, which then it it goes into like the mental health aspect, yeah. and that's where I think like we probably connected because we was in the same trenches it were and yeah. that's how we became friends and then you know I decided to do like a, um, a little bit of an event you know Mental Health Heroes and you was one of the first people that I thought of to come along because I thought you know that you would add you know tremendous value to it yeah. um, and that's how it's that's how it's gone but it's all a case of going through real periods of trauma and just making the best use of it but um, you know not being not being uh, um, kind of real with the damage that it does and uh, you know the impact in which it has yeah absolutely like um, I think that I come I can't I come across your page I think it was actually Lenny Lenny Howlett that I think he tagged you Lenny the Geezer I think he tagged you in something and that's when I started following you and right. I started watching your videos and then like I'm going to be 100% real with you now like I always have been in this whole journey like there's perhaps you, um, the big man, the masked monster, and a couple of others that, when I was struggling, like genuinely, hand on heart, you were my biggest help. Like, because Bad. it was somewhat, you know, I, I just, you do, don't you? I think when you're in a dark place, you look, you, you, you look for inspiration. You're like, what can I do to get out of here? Like, yeah. where can I go? You look for the guiding light, and yeah, you can sort of like you. I feel like that you're just kind of reaching about in the dark, James, don't you? Absolutely. Kind of for, for anything, and it becomes like a desperation. That, and then when there is something that kind of clicks with you, you're like, man, I am going to grab hold of this, and I'm going to dig my claws in, and I'm going to kind of really, really take notice. And, and if he's done it, or if he can do that, then of course so can I. And then Absolutely. that's obviously, you know, the, like the path that you've chosen. But, you know, so many people do do see that inspiration but they think that they can't do it or um, you know there's, there's something wrong with them that they won't be able to get out of it or they can't speak up about it but I think the more and more you know people uh, uh, um, kind of speak up about it uh, people that are more in let's say for instance like uh, uh, the public eye even if it is doing Instagram lives you know you're more in the public eye than, than, than other people and when others see you suffering and that you've been through trauma and you're not bulletproof and you still have struggles then it gives them the impetus to actually admit it themselves and then that's it you know that's half of the battle one then mate you know it's like the acknowledgement and the acceptance of it and knowing that you're not the only one because we can often think that that in the eye of the storm that we are the only one going through it and there's no hope for us yeah but yeah be that one that person that situation or circumstance that really impacts us yeah you, you know you dig your claws in like yeah absolutely absolutely like i was saying like yeah, I, I I looked at you and, and the big fella, and I was like, right, these guys, they, they, like, because you, like, the way you carry yourself in like your image and stuff is very much what I relate to. You know, like the hip hop stuff, the hip hop side yeah. of things, the snapbacks, the baggy clothes, the hoodies, and I was like, yeah, this is my guy, you know, and like, and then what I found is through watching your videos, and it was actually you. I, I, I joined you live one night and you're like Jay just do your videos like you could help other people yeah and you, it's like you say mate it's it's quite it, it's sad the fact that there are people out there struggling but in the other sense it's quite heartening to think that you can help people yes um, mate and because unfortunately Jay and you know I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest here that 
and it's not me looking at the glass half empty. It's not me looking at all doom and gloom. I can only see things getting getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And yeah. unfortunately, what what we're going to have to do is we cannot help everyone. We no. cannot stop this wave that's coming. No, we can't. It's a tsunami that we're looking at. But what we've got to do is just try and stem the tide as much as we can. We've got to try and absorb the impact as much as we can. So there's always going to be people suffering. There's going to be people suffering in more severe and sinister ways in the next five years, 10 years, 15 years. Trust me on this. And then it's a case of we will have to be there to help them. We can't help everyone and we can't stop. We can't just all of a sudden, you know, the government do something and put a load of billions of pounds into something and it, and it makes it all go away. Yeah. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. So what we have to do is first realise that, A, we can't help everybody, yeah. um, that, that there is going to be people that are struggling, and we just have to be there to limit... It's like collateral damage. It's like we have to... Damage limitation, stem, stem, stem the tide, but just know what kind of water we're in here and what kind of trench we're in. But, yeah, unfortunately, we can't stop those people from suffering, mate. They will always be there, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'll just... I think that as a society, I've literally just covered this through this. I, I just jumped on someone's live video before I come in here, by the way, like proper hijacked them. <laughs> um, I was just talking, <laughs> some, lady in the, some lady in the States, I thought, right, I'm going to get the UK's voice out there. Um, no, really good. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to tag her in my Instagram afterwards, put it on my story. Um, but I was just talking about this. I said, in, I think we're getting better as a society, Jay, talking about it. But do you know what's yeah. annoying me? And I said, please don't, I say annoy me, and it's not in a negative way annoying me, it's more of a frustration. We're getting really good at talking about it, but we're not getting very good at doing stuff, doing anything about it. Yeah, 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 that's it. And, and it is only a step-by-step process. It's like, you know, first you've got to speak up, you know, that's that's like the first step. But unfortunately, people are speaking up, and then all of a sudden, what what happens if you're a 16, 17, 18-year-old that's speaking up, and you're in that... You're in that no man's land. You're in that grey area. You know, yeah. if like you're up to sixteen and you get all that help that's available there, but then all of a sudden, when you're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, there isn't as much available, if any at all. You have to be. Then there's like all these thresholds that you have to meet, all this criteria that you have to meet in order to be accepted. And then, basically, if you're struggling at sixteen, you have to you you you, you have to get even worse at eighteen to be accepted on to something so they could be speaking out when they're 16 or 17 and just being left absolutely left to rot so yeah yeah i mean, I mean there was this battle first and foremost yeah you have to speak out you have to speak up about it and admit that you're struggling and go and see the doctor and get medication if, if that's the way you want to go or speak to people um you know, you know anything that kind of suits you but then again yeah a lot of people are speaking out and being left but when you look at I mean, the work that I'm doing in primary schools now, yeah. this is where this is where it has absolutely smashed me to pieces in as much as I can see what's going on. I can see now what's going to happen in the next 10, 15 years. Because like, of these kids? Because these six and seven-year-olds, yeah. these six and seven-year-olds in 10, 15 years' time are going to be 17 and early 20s. Mm. And, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be game over, right? There's, 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 there's gonna be so much um, um, trouble. There's gonna be so many tests and challenge, tests and trials and challenges that it, it, it's gonna be like a tidal wave, in us, honestly. And and this is what I'm saying that we won't be able to to cure this thing. We won't be able to stop this thing. 
No. It's a case of damage limitation and doing as much as we can to stem the tide for as long as we can. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my beautiful babies now. I mean, my, you know, my daughter's like seven, seven and three, and yeah. I've got two grandsons as well. You know, one of them two and one of them eight months. Like, yeah. I would not want to be them now. I would not no. want to be a teenager at this, at this, yeah, at this time, mate. It, it's, it's carnage. And it's strange because of how we're getting a message out there which is social media is I truly believe it is the biggest the most sinister enemy that we have uh, faced absolutely. in our culture and it's only going to get more and more brutal do you know what mate like I've said you, 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 you're probably you make the most sense when you do your posts about it like social media I look at it it's a, it's, it's a double edged sword right <clears throat> like there's a really good side to social media and by that, I mean it's brilliant for staying in contact with old friends and catching up and do it, doing what the likes of me and you do and use it as a tool, as a, as, a, as a pathway for a message. But also, you go over to the other side, there's nothing that can make you feel worse than looking at social media. Like, how many times do we tell people it's a highlight reel? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, no, yes. and this is why I'm so passionate about using social media to show reality. Like, if you're going to share your life on social media, do that. That's cool. Do you. But let's let's be real about it. And don't just pay attention. Don't look at someone's social media and think, oh, he's in a new car, he's on a new holiday, and he's got new clothes. Because you don't know what's behind those posts. Oh, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, and it's like the thing is, is even when Jay, like, it's like you and me are doing like so much good on there, and we never use it for the bad, that when even us on there, the amount that we are, kind yeah. of um, you know doing doing the positive and productive stuff, it still takes its toll on us. I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel down. I feel yeah. Uh, spent and exhausted and depressed with what I actually see on there so even when you're doing the positive stuff you are still getting drawn into this trap but unfortunately now we have these 15 uh, 14 15 13 12 year olds where this is all they know this is all they know and this is where they come to for help this is where they come to for their for their recreational time this is where they come to for their counsel and their support whereas like I mean, like, even now, Facebook have just announced that they're taking away, like, the blue, the blue of, like, their logo and the blue of the background because to try and lighten your mood. And it's like, you know, social media depression has been very, very real for a a very long time. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realise is even when you are on there doing positive and productive stuff, you're still falling into the trap of addiction. Well, you know it or not, because, because, because you are wanting to go on there to see if you've helped someone you are wanting to go on there feeling you need to go on there to see if people have reacted to what you do in even in a positive way absolutely not not to to get recognition and not to bump your ego up but you know we are all getting addicted to it as we're using it so that's why you know you do when you feel that when you feel them feels you have to you know step back and say right i'm gonna have a couple of days out i'm gonna have a week off i'm gonna you know put it down and not come on or literally come on once a day and then that's it so even when you're doing the positive and productive stuff that are helping people yeah you're still falling into the trap mate so how about these kiddies that are seeking recognition and feeling like 
people's likes and their shares and their comments define them as people, that is massive, massive addiction right there. And with any addiction comes the consequences, comes the bad side and the side effects, which yeah. is the depression, which is the worry, which is the anxiety. So, you know, it doesn't have to be gambling. It doesn't have to be drinking. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It you know, it doesn't have to be drugs to be an addiction. Social media addiction and depression is a very, very real and big and massive and strong thing. It is, mate, and I think it's it's something like I, I had a family member a few years ago that was sat having dinner and she announced that she was just coming off of social media altogether. And like it just like this is how big social media is now. If you if you tell anyone you're coming off of social media, they they're like, what? What's wrong with you? What's, why have you? And when everyone reacted the same, and was like, why are you doing it? And she said, because I'm just feeling depressed. Like because she was going through postnatal depression at the time, Jay. Right, okay. Yeah. So you just added fuel to the fire. Yeah, and that's but but you know what was really good? She had, she recognised it. Yeah. And so she stepped away from social media. Literally, she just shut it down. Shut down her Instagram. Shut down her Facebook. And shut down her Twitter there and then. But within three days, she was back on it. <gasps> and we right. and we was right. like, so again, each to their own. But and I was like, what? Well, shows the strength of the addiction. It yeah, and she was and, like, and, oh. I know, and I know people were in different circumstances and situations, but yeah, you know, I was listening on on Virgin Radio the other day, and like Chris Evans said, I have just literally got rid of my phone, my phone, my mobile phone has just gone, you know, and I know, you know, I know people like Chris Evans has has got a lot of a lot of money, and and he's you know you know his situation and circumstances are different, but when he says you know that I have just got rid of my phone completely, yeah, you know. You know, not just, not just, um, you know, social media, but I've got rid of my phone. You know, that says a lot that we are, we we are just constantly, constantly surrounded by yeah. engagement, constantly surrounded by uh, stimulation, and it's why we are, it's why we, it's why we're suffering. That's why kids can't can't sit still anymore. It's why kids can't sit in the car and play I Spy. It's why kids can't sit in and just look out the window. Just look at, no, they have to have, they, you know, they have to be engaged. And we're so busy, you know, we wonder why we're kind of reaching burnout because we are constantly, constantly stimulated wherever we go. So, bring around us. I'll tell, I'll tell you today, right? I was at work today. I was in a meeting. Yeah. Um. So I've got a work phone and a personal phone, which I think a lot of people have nowadays. And I was flicking between my two phones whilst trying to have a meeting, right? So I was replying to messages, replying to emails, p- taking calls between my two phones over a twenty-minute period. Yeah. And I ju- it just I was like, no wonder I'm knackered. Yeah. Like. Mate, but people don't realise that they're doing it. A lot of the time they're on autopilot, right? Because, right, when I'm when I'm with when I'm with my babies, right? If I'm in if I'm in the park, right, my my phone only comes out if I'm taking a photo of it yeah. and that's it record a memory that's it job done right but I see these dads and I see these mums kind of sat around the perimeter of, of the pub sat on the bench and they're flicking through and you know it's Facebook or you know it's Instagram because the thumb is just going up just yeah. flicking up flicking up flicking up or even if they're pushing their kids you'll see them uh, uh, um, you know you'll see them turn 90 degrees so they're not looking at their kid, telling them how marvellous they are, how incredible they are, how beautiful they are. Oh, look at you, I'm proud of you. But they are turned 90 degrees whilst pushing the kid, whilst like looking at their phone. And 
you know, you know, I, I really like to look now, even when I'm standing in a supermarket, right? Getting my, getting my, getting my groceries, right? You'll see someone stand there, right? Watch, right? Go out and just look. Just, yeah. Just watch, right? You'll see people, right? Right? They'll be pushing the trolley. They will literally stop. Yeah. The first thing a lot of them will do, their hand will go straight in their pocket. Yeah. Put it out. Look at the phone. And a lot of the time, the phone will just go straight back in the pocket. And then you give it about another 10 seconds, the phone will come back out, they'll look at it again. It's just this reaction. It's like it's habit even now. It's so ingrained in us that they're not looking at the time, or if they were looking at the time, it's only 10 seconds later than what it was before. Yeah. You know, you've only just checked the phone. So the phone goes back in the pocket. They'll, they'll put their hand back in. That'll come out. They'll look at it again and... and so it's just become this habit. It's become so ingrained in us. Well, this is we it. So, in the pocket, pulling it out, and you know, I I read something. I think it was last year, and the guy. It was a really, really well written article talking about the addiction to devices and smart smart. It was mainly smart smartphones, and he wrote a lovely little piece about human evolution and how us as a species we're very you know we're very clever that we'll evolve our body to um our surroundings and the proof is that me and you are sat here today with opposable thumbs do you know what i mean so he said in years and years to come will the human body evolve so the little finger will have an indent in it to hold the device because we're holding that device that much that he said he said will the little finger evolve to compensate. And I bet you the little finger will have like other than that, other than that end knuckle. I bet you like because I'm just how how am I holding my phone? I bet you the the end knuckle. Yeah. It'll most probably be there'll be like a bend in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he even, said. Even, even even the traffic agencies, mate. Like the, you know that are thinking about right. They they've said about uh, um, putting on curbs. Like, especially in London, because so many people, like cab drivers and all that, are saying, like, we're nearly killing five and ten people a day. Wow. Like, Slam on the brakes, because they are just walking across. He said, like the, the, like, like, the road standards agency, or whoever they are, are thinking about putting these lights, lights or, 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 like, a, um, special coloured, um, you know, paint on the actual curbs. Yeah. So, you know, Gonna cost to try and because people are looking down, mate. Cause, yeah. Because of people looking down. But again, it shows how much you use that device. And again, just by walking about, I like to leave my phone in my pocket now, and I like to look and watch. But yeah, you just see people walking, and now it's not even as if it's like the visual aspect anymore. It's it's the it's the hearing now as well. It, 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 because every single one of them, just or, or so many, a high percentage of them. Haven't just got the phone now that they're looking at with their head down. They've got the earphones in. Yeah. Like earphones that are plugged into the phone, or the little pod ones that just hang out the ear hole now. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like you're closing yourself off from the world. It's like and you're that... closing yourself off, and it's your own little 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 bubble now. And no wonder we are struggling because we crave human interaction. Yeah. We need human interaction. We need conversation we need stimulation i mean man there's no better there's no better medicine on the planet than a than a cuddle mate absolutely and yeah definitely and and like you know just to 
just to sort of draw a line under that bit is is it's ironic that we crave human attention and we're struggling because we do need people to talk to yet we're isolating ourselves um so jay i'm just mindful of time um now just a couple of things so we've spoke about your speaking um have you got anything in the pipeline any events coming up um, you know i'm i'm doing a lot more work in a particular primary school where i'm where i'm piloting this this uh, uh, emotional well-being program that I've structured and uh, written for the kids that I'm going to be, um, yeah, I'm, I'm into the second the second week now. I'm going in twice a month yeah. um, and going in uh, twice twice this month, which yeah. will be uh, the Tuesday, uh, yeah, yeah, next Tuesday, the 7th. Awesome. And then I'll be going a couple of weeks later and then in um, June and July as well, but it's an emotional well-being one. Um, yeah, I've got other talks coming up at colleges and uh, universities, mate. I'm travelling up to Rotherham for a couple of days on the 13th and the 14th. Um, oh, is that a weekend? No, no, uh, oh. it's a Monday and a, Monday and a Tuesday. Oh, right, OK. Only because at some weekends I'm up in Sheffield, mate, so... Good, good. Uh, and how I like to finish these things, I always like to finish with a question. Um, so, Jay, you are undoubtedly, uh, what I would say, the most motivational guy I know, genuinely. So, I'll pay you later, mate. I'll pay you later. Yeah, if you can. Just just, just do, it, do it via <laughs> PayPal. Yeah. Um, so, for anyone struggling out there right now, going through a storm, they could be listening yep. to this as their lot, you know, as what we've said, you know, that reach out, like, I'm going to listen to Jamie's podcast, I'm going to see if I can find something from it, so just, just quickly now, to the guy or the girl that's listening to this, that's going through the storm, what can you offer them? I can, I can offer them hope, mate, because in this particular situation, you feel that there's no hope, there's no hope, and when, and when a lot of people, um, talk boxing now I'm a massive boxing fan people will people will uh, uh, a lot of people will instantly go to the likes of Muhammad Ali and, and uh, Mike Tyson you know more more kind of modern day you know um, our sort of time you know, Mike Tyson you know, he, he was the baddest man on the planet I, mean, I can remember him beating Trevor Burbin who, who was an established heavyweight um, when he was 20 years old he didn't just beat Trevor Burbin he absolutely destroyed him in two rounds and it had never been done before so Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet and a lot of people might might like to be like Mike Tyson but what I'm saying to people is be like James Buster Douglas the man who had no hope every odd was against him no one gave him a chance against Mike Tyson but he became the first man to beat him and when he was on the canvas in round 8 they said that's it game over just surprised it took Mike Tyson so long he got up because he had made a promise to somebody and he needed to keep it but what it was was when he got to his feet the bell went, but they said, that's all right. Mike Tyson's just going to beat him in the next round. What what James Buster Douglas did was just outlast that ninth round, and then round 10 came, and Buster Douglas threw what was Mike Tyson's most ferocious punch, which was an uppercut. He threw an uppercut, connected with Mike Tyson, which rocked him to the core, but then what he done was he followed it up with a left, right, left, afterwards put Mike Tyson down. First time he'd ever been down, 8, 9, 10, that's it. He's out, and they said, they said to him, now all of a sudden, people wanted to speak to him, the world's media wanted to speak to him, and they said to him, 
richest man on the planet. He said, because before the fight, my mum said, my mum said that I was going to knock Mike Tyson out. That's what she told the world's media, the world's press, that I was going to knock Mike Tyson out. He said, and I had to keep that promise because 23 days before the fight, my mum died. He said, I had to fight for her. When he was on the canvas at eight, on round eight, he thought to himself, man, that's it, I'm giving up. But then he remembered what his mum had said. So what I need people to do is when the odds are against them, when you're fighting this bully, when you're fighting this formidable opponent that's in front of you, you think that you're on the canvas and it's game over. You think that all the odds are against you and I can't possibly win. But what I need you to do is to make a promise to yourself and to the people around you. Because you might be thinking about checking out may be thinking about that this this world will be better off without me if 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 you think that go and watch uh, 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 the old film it's a wonderful life and you will know that life would never ever be the same it would be a lot worse without you in it so when you think that you're checking out that uh, i need you to make a promise to someone because you need to know what kind of hole you would leave first of all make that promise to yourself and to other people that i'm going to take each day as it comes but i'm going to beat this opponent and then when you think you're on the canvas, remember that promise and then get up, outlast it, because trust me, your round 10 is coming. Just like the round 10 came for Buster Douglas when, when he threw that combination. Your round 10 is coming and then that's when you will be victorious. There will be a day that comes that will be your round 10. You just have to outlast this, even though you feel like you're on the canvas and that you're down and that you're out. Make the promise, keep that promise and you will end up victorious, I promise. Jamie, that is absolutely fantastic, mate. Thank you so much. So, yeah, guys, that's it. That's uh, that's that's this week's podcast. Jamie, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you a hug down the line. Um, virtual one, a big virtual hug, guys. Jump back over to my Insta uh, at underscore it's underscore yeah underscore boy underscore jme uh give me any feedback on the podcast it's welcome i'm going to tag jay in it as well go and give him a follow um and also just really quickly before i go if any of you want to join the podcast um would like to come on give me a shout and i'd be happy to speak to you jamie for now thank you so much mate it's been an absolute pleasure God bless my man. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Right, guys. uh, Yeah, and I will catch up with you all next week. Take care of yourselves. See you later.